Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. He's entertained audiences in film, on television, and music on stage, online for nearly 20 years. He's a true social media influencer who continues to dominate all facets of entertainment as a comedian, host, actor, writer, director, executive producer, DJ, philanthropist, and children's book author. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the incredible Nick Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, sir? Nick Cannon, my man. Uh, I'm just going back real far when we first met when I was still on the Jamie Foxx show and used to sit in my office and he used to tell me you want to be a guy who created multiple stream of income and you wanted to make a difference on stage and off stage. And you've been doing it, my friend. Not, absolutely, man. You truly one of my mentors and one of the people that showed me that you can be multifaceted and do all things and, on the entertainment side, but more importantly, on the entrepreneur side. So, and I appreciate you for just being an OG and paving the way. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, you know, you sit on the sidelines, man, and and look at a, a talent like you because of the fact that you, you let's, let's let's tell everybody. You know, you you kind of got your first. You kind of, you're out of San Diego, so he's right down from Los Angeles. So yeah. you came up, went to Los Angeles, and your first break really was doing warm up, correct? Yeah, that was definitely my first break. I mean, as a teenager, like, obviously, you know, doing the hustle of, of being a stand-up around, you know, 15, 16 <laughs> years old all through through L.A. And then, you know, our first couple opportunities, I mean, the first opportunity I got to do warm-up was on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And then, to me, I, I turned that into a business. I mean, that was enough to pay my mama's rent. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was just... Every every show that gave me an opportunity, so I I started mainly like you know the Keenan and Kells and the, all that, but I got a, a opportunity to warm up a couple of times on some WB shows and even hang out on the set, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, at different shows like the Jamie Foxx show and mm-hmm. the Steve Harvey show, and that's when I kind of saw how big that world actually was and how many jobs and occupations that you know one could be just instead of just being in front of the camera. Because that's always what's the case, you know. And your first movie break was. I would have to say drumline, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, because when I was a teenager from doing all of the hustling and stuff, I got to deal with Will Smith. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he gave me a small little role in uh, Men in Black 2. Uh, so that was probably the first time I was ever on in a movie, but the first movie that I ever starred in was Drumline. Come on now. We're talking about a star, you know. You know, you carried that movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, that was Will Smith movie, okay, Nick? That was Will Smith movie. We talking about you talking about drum line, dude. Bow, 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 bow. Exactly. <laughs> when they nah, say you are the man. Enough. You are the man, you know. <laughs> It was such a timely movie. And I, I, the reason I love talking to a, a, a brand like yours and started so young and still relevant today is, is, is because of the fact that you've grown through that whole millennial generational process where you grew up with the iPhone, you, you grew up in the Internet generation, you know, emails or, you know, I grew up in, I, I was born with a rotary dial telephone, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, they just let you know, <laughs> right. you know, when, 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 the, when, the, when the television shows went off, when I was growing up, you know, they went off at, at midnight and you heard the flag and the, and the national anthem, you know, today yeah, yeah. is technology, is <laughs> right. digital. When so, television used to go off. <laughs> <laughs> for, for real went off, you know, Ma, what we going to do now? Go to bed. You're going to go to bed, boy. You're going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so you grew up in a twenty-four hour world, a twenty-four hour world. How did that how did that affect you knowing that? Because I see it in your brand and we're gonna talk about those layers, but I just want to get a good sense of what incredible, which is your company, the visions that flow out yeah. of that. Tell us about that. Really it's uh endless possibilities, uh more than anything. Like you said, like when you live in a twenty-four hour world and, and everything is at your fingertips. There's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that you can't put your mind to. And just the ingenuity, just based off of your creativity, is is so prevalent in this generation and in their mindset. They don't believe there's any, any limits, which is cool. So to be able to approach business, life, just from an aspect of like whatever I put my mind to, I'm going to make it happen, is a beautiful thing. And that's, a, and that's a really important that you say that because of the fact that a lot of people – don't pursue opportunities out of fear of change. And that's, right. not, that's not your MO. You don't, you know, we all have, we all question ourselves. I'm going to tell people, you know, nervousness or, or when I feel uncomfortable, I use the word uncomfortable in my, my vocabulary when I talk about change. I always say that's a good thing for me. When I'm uncomfortable, I'm about to veer into another direction that's really going to be good for me. Because if you stay comfortable, you know, you, you can subject to the failures of being comfortable. But when you have multiple streams of income like you're True. creating, then you also know there's a lot of uncomfortable zones that you go into questioning yourself, like like the whole creation of the Wild and Out, which is a legendary um, production that you created as a young man, a young man. And I talk about that creating yeah. process. And then, then I went on hiatus for six years. It was on MTV. Then it went to MTV2. Now it's back on MTV. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, to your point, that's a perfect example of how one idea that nobody believed in and nobody understood mm-hmm. it, and I had to invest my own money. I know. You know against my <laughs> agent and my managers, everybody said, don't do it, it's not going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And what is an improv, hip-hop, comedy show? Right. And so I rented out a comedy club in L.A., got all my friends together, and, you know, you know, people that nobody had ever heard of at the time, from Cat Williams, D. Ray Davis, Kevin Hart. Come on now. Uh, Come on A-Dion now. Carter, <laughs> all these people that I was just trying to hook my friends up with jobs. And now these guys are multimillionaires today. 
but yeah, and, and then, you know, we cut to 200 episodes later, like you said, it's just a brand that doesn't stop because it speaks to a generation. And again, even in that world of comedy, it's just showing that it's a new form of comedy. It's a way that people can be free and loose. And now even, you know, with the online generation, we creating stars out of them too. And, you know, elevating the brand and, and diversifying and showing that it has many different verticals from gaming to to restaurants to touring. I mean, we was the biggest comedy tour last year, and we're going out at, again, you know, in the re- arena this year. So we we killing them. Don't let Steve Harvey see that. Talking about you, the biggest comedy tour, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, th- th- not this year, last year. I ain't, I ain't reached the King's level yet, but we definitely on their hill. King's of comedy now. <laughs> but no, that's that's awesome. Yeah. We're going we to talk about a couple of things because you went into the, the, the wild and out. And we talked about exploring the other areas, restaurants, food. Okay, yeah. you got a big wild and out restaurant you opened in Miami and then San Diego, but the Miami one is opening first. Tell us about the vision. Tell us about its opening. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to open the first uh, hip hop sports bar chain, <laughs> and you know, we're kind of going after that 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 Hooters and, and Dave and Buster's business yeah. because we're gonna have you know Twin arcades and, mm-hmm. and drinks. Yeah, and you know, same thing. We do we doing wings, tacos, and waffles. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's kind of cool when you think of everything you see and love from the television show is now going to be live and living color right there to where you you know it'll be the wild and out girls and, mm-hmm. and all of the games. The menu will be named after some of your favorite people on the show and, and games that we play. So it's really just creating a whole three sixty experience off of a brand that's already been uh, tried and tested. And it's also promotable. The thing about it, I like the fact that you know for a fact now that you're about to capture an audience that's going to have a spending power for at least another 20 years. That's the beauty of listening to right. you talk, you know, because I, 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 people always know that, that economics and television and growth is always determined how long is your audience able to buy? How long are you able to purchase? And right. if, you're, if, you're, if you're capturing that Oh, because we all because that's MTV too, and MTV audience. That means you're going all the way down to 18, yeah. and you're capturing that 34. So that audience at 20 years is going to be 38 and 54. So you got a you got a legacy. Yeah. Their kids are going to come in there. So you building a brand. So we got we starting in Miami. Then we're going to go to San Diego, which is your hometown, which is great to go down there. Right. Making making everybody yeah. proud of you on an idea that everybody <laughs> said. What are you doing, fool? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then once we ex- uh, expand from San Diego, our next spot is Los Angeles. A few months later, we'll be open in Los Angeles by the end of the summer, right on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, New York, um, uh, Atlanta, and then Las Vegas. Those are the, the ones that we want to have open all by the end of uh, 2018. And every one of those are home run cities, brother. Every one of them are home run cities. They're your audience. You talk about New York, you know. Just opening New York is it's going to be a beast. Las Vegas is perfect. Hollywood Boulevard for Los Angeles is awesome. And Miami, that's international, which means that the brand that MTV is for you international. So when we come back, Nick, I yeah. want to talk about your tour that you know you're setting records for. I want to talk okay. about 
uh, you know, the TV shows, the comedy specials, and also your brand. You're for, you know, you know, you're, you're college student now. You know, I got a degree in mathematics, so yeah. I'm proud that you're going back to college, <laughs> yeah. Howard University. But more importantly, you're just a special young man that's changing the world. Changing the world, my friend. We'll be back with Thank more you. Nick Cannon. Nick, I want to tell you something that uh, we broadcast on Sirius XM, HBCU Channel 1, 142. And uh, I know you're going to an HBCU school, so I'll be remiss not allowing you to shout out to your fellow HBCUers <laughs> on my show, okay? You HBCU. <laughs> Tell us about your experience yeah. being a college student. Why'd you go back? Uh, Howard University, my man. One of the one of the true yeah. finest college finest the, colleges in America. <laughs> yeah, the Mecca. Um, honestly, man, I, I've I've accomplished so many things in my career early on. Uh, I actually learned that true wealth is education. And, you know, I I always wanted to to go back, and I'm such an advocate for education and Mm -hmm. uh, youth empowerment. But I was like, yo, I got to put my money where my mouth is, and I didn't just want to just go in and get some kind of honorary degree. I wanted to actually go and wanted to go and get educated not only just what's inside the books, but what's inside our soul. And then you can only do that uh, amongst your own. And you only can learn from, you know, it's it's truly that the that African ritual of passing down one's heritage and one's lineage. Uh, so in these institutions where, you know, our, our academics are of our own kind really is, is powerful, man. I've, I've had such an eye-opening experience in the HBCU uh, system that I feel like I, I would encourage everybody to uh, be a part of that in, in whatever way, from, from the alumni to, you know, young aspiring millennials or post-millennials <laughs> that want to go and get educated. It, there's nothing like an HBCU system. Well, you know, the thing I always tell people about education is that my degree is in mathematics. I always tell people, you can't repo your education. Once you get it, they can't take it away yeah, from you. Yeah, they can't take it away from you. They can't throw That's no bad true. credit on you. They can't come back. We're going to take that. Diploma. <laughs> We're taking it. I'm still smart. I'm still, I still earned that. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people don't understand the power of education. And here, a young man who, who made that decision to say, hey, look, I'm successful in so many lanes, but education means something. That means that you're a role model. And that's why I wanted to bring that up, that the yeah. responsibility of what you do plays out in so many people's mind, especially young people and grown people's mind. Because I always tell people on this show that there's no age when you should start being successful. You can start being successful at 50, 60, 70, 80. So at the early, in the, uh, the early era that we live in, they said that one-third of the workforce is going to be freelance or self-employed today, one-third. Wow. So that's a mentality that is like changing the world. And when I look at you talking about, because I'm not going to let you gloss over your success because of the fact that he just threw out some <laughs> names like Cat Williams. You know, Cat Williams sell out venues. He don't sell out, he don't sell out arenas. Yeah. He's a ven- venues, 18,000 seat venues. He threw out, you know, you forgot right. uh, Dion Cole. You forgot his name. Did you throw that name out there? Yeah. And then you threw out, he threw out, <laughs> Ke- he threw out Kevin Hart like it wasn't nothing. You know, Kevin Hart. And then he went, some of the biggest names. <laughs> the biggest name is Kevin Hart. <laughs> These are, and then D. Ray yeah. Davis, he threw that out. He's not, he not throwing out yeah. Earthquake. He ain't throwing out Surgical Anything. He's not throwing out Holcomb. He's not throwing out all these names that have passed through your 
your your your your brand. And yeah. you know, people always throw throw love to Def Comedy Jam about what they did for African American comics. But what you've done in this era, you you kind of like and slicked your way in and created a whole yeah. new industry for the young people that understood this era of how to promote how to brand, how to use social media, because you truly are a social media influencer. And that's what you're doing today, and that's what you're taking advantage of. Please tell people how important social media is to your brand. I mean, social media is the language of this generation. So, uh, And they're, they're truly the curators and tastemakers of pop culture. I mean, if it's not happening on social media, then it's not happening uh, for this generation. So I had to, you know, find out that there was so much untapped talent uh, in that space that were, you know, entertaining themselves. So I was like, all right, well, we can expand this across all platforms. And, you know, it. no matter, you know, how fascinating and how many numbers and views and streams go online, uh, people always want to be on television. Right. So I wanted those two worlds to... to you know, television and even television and radio solidify success in entertainment. Mm -hmm. So to be able to bring those worlds together was something that I always envisioned and knew that would truly work. Uh, and just, it, it was that idea of this is what's next. And when you can bring what's next to what's current, uh, usually uh, find success. That's amazing. I have three of uh, my employees uh, who have lupus. And in 2012, you discovered you had lupus. And I, I always, yeah. uh, I always understand, and it's important that I recognize that and tell people who have lupus, because when you hear people have certain illness, they think that they can't, they are not, they are not normal, they can't function in life. And so I want to make, I want to make sure I brought that up on this show because young people need to hear that, yeah. that it doesn't stop you from being successful. That is something you have control of, as my employees have control of in their lives. And I always bring it up. And it's something that seems to be getting more and more attention. Tell us about lupus and what do you do to bring that level of awareness that everybody should be aware of? Yeah, I would honestly say the, the lupus actually made me stronger. It made me focus and made me tap into, you know, what I was putting in my body and how to take care of myself. Because before, just like, you know, the average person i was just going day by day mm -hmm. eating what i want thinking i was healthy thinking i was uh doing everything properly and then when something like that and a, a, such a serious diagnosis placed upon you it makes you step back one you get you know you there, there's a little fear because you don't understand it because you know we fear what we don't understand so mm -hmm. i had to you know do my research and understand how to live with this how to live past this mm -hmm. and understand that you know I may have lupus, but lupus doesn't have meat, so you got to just push and and be an example, you mm -hmm. know, and, and let my test be a testimony. Mm -hmm. Now, this is amazing because of the fact that I, I uh, that you you you're willing to tell people who you are, which means put yourself out there. You're an amazing father. Let's put that out there too. Let's also let's put the yeah. fact out that you're an <laughs> entrepreneur, and then but balancing mm -hmm. being a father, you know. And balancing being a businessman, balancing being a social influencer. How do you balance all this? Because I always tell people, what does Nick Cannon do? Like, I bake now, Nick. I don't know if you know 
I'm a I'm a award winning baker uh, now. You baking? I'm baking now. I heard that. You know, so so that's my balance. That's my balance. I'm a baker. I can make you a cheesecake, some baked banana pudding, some peach cobbler, some pecan pie. That's what I do for my balance now in my life. What do you do to make sure you have balance, Nick? Yeah, like you said, it's prioritizing time management and then taking time for yourself. I mean, the arts have always been something that I, where I can find peace and solace. So whether it's, you know, playing piano, whether it's, you know, writing poetry, like all those things that are still entertaining, but, I mean, it's something that but you can go within and, you know, close the doors and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just focus and, and, like mm-hmm. you said, find that balance within yourself. I mean, balance is everything. Uh, when it comes to how you approach life, it's the, it's what keeps you stable and, and stability. Uh, spiritually and mentally is, is truly important. So once you get your priorities together, like you said, even speaking of being a father, being my number one priority, yeah, being a provider for mm-hmm. you know myself and my family members, then you got to go within and make sure your inner strengths are together. So you, you tap right into it. You know, the thing about it that I, that I walk, want everybody to know that, Wild and Out, that's produced by Incredible. Incredible is whose company? Nick Cannon. So he puts, he, he <laughs> controls his brand. The same thing with these restaurants. Because he's telling everybody on this in his interview, he's leading a legacy for his children. He's not just going to be a stand-up comic. Because you know, as, as an actor, you're working wealthy when you show up for TV shows or you show up for, for movies. That's called working wealthy. You're using money that you can, you're making money that when you're sleeping, you'll be getting a check. That's the most important part of this conversation. I want people to hear that when this young man goes to sleep, cha-ching happens in his bank account. And that's really important because that's what you can leave for your children, correct? Absolutely. And and that's what I'm saying. I always just encourage everybody to, to tap into the philosophy that money and, and, and currency is energy. And and really, when you can come from a place of positive energy, and when you think about energy, that's self-generating. You generate it. You're your own generator. So to sit around and just wait for someone is is an old-fashioned way of thinking. When you feel like you may not have a dollar in your pocket, but if you generate, if you if you utilize your your inner energy to create your your wealth, it will be ongoing forever. Mm-hmm. So. To me, it's like I, my ideas are my other things that are invaluable. My happiness is invaluable, and I, it goes back to putting out that positive energy because money doesn't make you happy, but happy makes you money. Nick, I couldn't say it better. Uh, you know, um, from Jamie Foxx to now, uh, that smile—I always love that smile because behind, behind that smile <laughs> is pure genius working. Pure entrepreneurial status working. You're making it happen. Proud of you. Proud of your business. Uh, Let me know about the restaurant open so I can show my ugly face down there and grab me some of those waffles. Definitely let me know about San Diego. You definitely got to let me know when it opens in Hollywood because you know it's going to be packed. All those people going to be wilded out. He's got it. He's a superstar and entrepreneur. You're a superstar in life. He's a superstar dad. Ladies and gentlemen, we've interviewed Nick Cannon. Follow him. Because he's a beast. He's a social media influencer. He's a king. A true king of entrepreneurship.
Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.